Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to the 250th episode of Musicals with Cheese! A podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater week by week and show by show. How are you doing today, Andrew? You know, it's just kind of wild that we made it this far. It's, it's big news, really, if anything. Yeah, um, uh, extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. Read all about it. 250 <laughs> episodes of this dog shit dog water show. Two white men <laughs> did a podcast for 250 episodes. Stop the fucking Write presses. That fucking down. Stop the fucking press. Uh, call Joe Rogan. Get us on there. Two it's white time. men pr- pr- continue to be mediocre for the 250th week. Check it out. It's it's crazy. We spoil these people. What do we get in return? Just their money? <laughs> their praise? <laughs> They're the ungrateful ones. <laughs> a <laughs> um, bunch of communists expecting more for for just watching our show in fact we should upcharge the patrons yes <laughs> you know what i think moving forward we should start charging maybe 10 cents more an episode you know what that's a great idea this has to be one of the most requested episodes for us to do since day one of starting this podcast sincerely this is Likely number one. Do you like Huey Lewis and the Newsies? <laughs> um, in case you haven't picked up what we're throwing down this week, we are talking about Alan Menken's musical and film Newsies. Cue the music. Pulitzer and Hearst, they think we're nothing. Are we nothing? No! Pulitzer and Hearst, they think they got us. Do they got us? No! Even though we ain't got hats or badges, we're a union just by saying so. And the world will know. What's it gonna take to stop the wagons? Are we ready? Yeah! What's it gonna take to stop the scabbers? Can we do it? Yeah! We'll do what we gotta do until we break the will of mighty Bill and Joe. Newsies was written by Harvey Firestein with music and lyrics by Alan Menken and Jack Feldman. It's based on the 1992 film Newsies by Bob Sudiker and Nani White, and it premiered on Broadway at the Nederlander Theater for a limited engagement starting in previews March 15th of 2012, and officially on March 29th of 2012. On May 16th, 2012, Disney announced that Newsies was an open ended engagement. The engagement was extended through August 19th, 2012, after the first previews. The musical closed on August 24th of 2014, having played 1,004 performances. Now, this is a special little secret that we're going to come back to later about all that. Um, But that's slightly important, uh, and I really am glad you said that. But what is the plot of Newsies? Based on the 1992 Disney film, Newsies is the tale of newsboy Jack Kelly, who dreams of a better life far from the hardship of the streets. When Joseph Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst raise distribution prices, Jack finds a cause to fight for and rallies his army of Newsies to strike. I wish I had an army of Newsies. I wish I was on strike. I... 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 (laughs) This is a strangely prescient episode, considering what's going on, especially in the media landscape right now. The, the, the writer's, writer's strike cur- is pretty big. You got the writer's um, strike, the pending SAG possible strike, um, the DGA vote getting a lot of no turns that I don't think they quite expected. Um, it's going to be an interesting couple of months, to say the least, as far as media goes. But the rallying cry of Newsies still strikes hard is... <laughs> 
um, my opinion. That being said... I don't like this musical. Jess is a is a little little lame boy. He just hates hates fun. Just doesn't like it. I guess I am. Um, this is for many people wondering why it's taken so long for us to cover Newsies. I just don't love it. This is the closest thing we'll ever get to a musical version of the Communist Manifesto, and Jess hates it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Disney's gonna release that. I, they kind of did. It's right here. <laughs> I so I've been watching. They they have a beautiful pro shot of the Newsies musical starring Jeremy Jordan and most of the original cast. Um, I've tried to watch it so many times. I've successfully watched it several times, and I just don't get it. <laughs> it's it's just maybe me. I just don't latch on. I find myself getting bored very easily through it. Um. But for this episode, I finally watched the Kenny Ortega, Christian Bale movie, and I kind of dug it. I kind of really, I was really into that movie. You know what? I think one thing to say here is in a lot of times we do these and we're like comparing the musical and the movie and we either like hate one of them and love the mm -hmm. other or, or whatever. Uh, this is one time where I actually just like both of them. I, I just had a lot of fun watching both. <laughs> And that's fair. I get it. Um, <laughs> they could just retitle this 17-minute-long dance break the musical. It's extended... Uh, dance, dancing for Communism? Okay, stop with the Communist Manifesto right over it, and you get the same experience. <laughs> Look, Am I gonna the call dancing that good? is fun, though. It's okay, like, sure, yes. I don't understand your hatred of dance. I don't, I don't hate get dance. It. I don't. This is maybe one of the danciest things we've ever covered, and you hate it. I, I mean... <laughs> I, I feel like the argument that you don't hate dance maybe doesn't doesn't hold has this been an, this been an <laughs> argument you've been trying to make for five years of doing this show and i yes. don't see it i i mean every single time we talk about a show where there's a lot of dancing you say that you don't like it like what name examples sir cite your sources Cats. okay were you i can pull up Newsies. that episode <laughs> 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 you didn't like cats either but you know what i think you just don't like dance and i think the audience agrees with me i mean the audience will agree it's i'm so grateful that brie is not here right now to gang up on me and turn this really into a percy jackson she probably, situation she probably would have a list of examples she probably like, would but go. you know what she's not here so <laughs> I don't have a list of examples ready to go. I just get, I, I'm vibes based, you know? <laughs> you just show up um, to the test every day and be like, I'm, I'm going to feel the answers rather than know them. And I always get a B plus. It's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many great talents on display with Newsies, but its development is actually pretty interesting, in my opinion, of the stage show, of course. Uh, the movie... I guess we do have to talk a little bit about the movie because that is the origin story. So the movie genuinely just came first. Like yes. they wrote the music and everything, the story, all mm -hmm. of it for the movie, and then they put it on Broadway. Yes. And the movie was a notorious flop, like really well known, was the lowest grossing Disney film ever when it was released. It was Jeez. critically reviled. People hated it. In fact, Leonard Moulton famously called it like Page Boy the Duck in reference to Howard the Duck as how embarrassing it is for uh, the amount of money spent versus you know, how Howard much it made. Duck, not not as bad as people say either. So I've not watched it. I I don't think I'm brave enough. Sincerely, I haven't watched it either. But it looks. I mean, it looks pretty good. It looks creative at the very least. I mean, it has duck tits. I've seen the I've seen the nostalgia critic <laughs> episode. <laughs> like it looks good. <laughs> Back to the Manuzi's film. Um. It was very embarrassing. Christian Bale vowed to never do a musical afterwards. In fact, while making it, he was very embarrassed to be in a musical. So he doesn't like Huey Lewis in the news. No, I mean, I, he, if he goes to the Back to the Future musical, he's going to hear a lot of it. I'm, now I'm thinking, has Christian Bale ever been in a musical again? And, and they think the answer is just no. No, why would he if Newsies was like the one that's like, nope, not doing that ever again. I mean, and to be fair, he's not very good in, in the movie. In my he's opinion. not bad, though. He's not terrible. Like, compare like, him to, like, Russell Crowe levels. He's not even in the same conversation. No, no. But the Broadway 
version of his character sings a, a bit stronger. You know what? There, he was in one other musical outside of this, and I think this is technically a cheat. Would you call Pocahontas a musical? He doesn't sing in it. He plays a B character, but he is in it, and there are songs that are sung. I I would say it's at least a musical movie, which is what Newsies is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, who does he play? Like John Smith's little guy, little friend, little, little baby boy, Thomas. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I have not watched Pocahontas in. It's not maybe good. a decade. Why would you? <laughs> There's like a couple songs that are good, but like the whole premise is kind of a iffy racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, unlike Newsies, which I don't know, like I, the production design of that film is beautiful. The like, I actually really like the dance sequences in that film. I think Ken or yeah, uh, Kenny Ortega really knows how to shoot dance numbers and would go on to use that very effectively in his High School Musical trilogy, um, and the Descendants trilogy. Um, he is a very talented filmmaker, um, with an eye towards dance. And it feels energetic. And as bad as the kid actors are, and as very obviously uncomfortable they are, I don't think they're that bad either. And they look like children. Some of the better kid actors I've seen in movies, like, there's a lot of, like, good movies where you br- they bring the kid actor in, and the kid actor, like, says a line, and it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your entire See, life. See, Dick Tracy. Yeah, and it's just like, Why? <laughs> You know, like, why bother, you know? Mm. Whereas in this, they, they seem okay. Mm-hmm. And any film with Bill Pullman in it kind of gets, like, five extra points for me. I really like okay. Bill Pullman, and I was really sad his character was cut out of the stage musical. Uh, who does, is he the uh, reporter? Yeah, he's the reporter. His character's not cut, they just, they... They uh, just more merge it into, like, five other characters into this new uh, character. Girl power character. Girl power. It felt like they were had a case of the not gays and they really needed to give Jack a proper love interest or else you're going to think he's gay with all the other boys. Honestly, one of the worst aspects of the Broadway show, in my opinion. I just, there just shouldn't yes. be a love interest. I'm just there not shouldn't. interested. His love interest is the boys. Yeah, honestly. Like, can't it just be a movie about the dudes for once? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie is basically about the dudes. Like, he, he is torn between his life in Santa Fe that he dreams of and the family of the boys that he made together. Now, let's talk about the stage show. So, <laughs> out of all the, let's think of Disney as a company for a quick second. They obviously want to make money, <laughs> first and foremost, among all things. Yeah, so it's interesting that they would make a stage show of one of their biggest flops of all time. Yes, that is fascinating, <laughs> and the trail we're about to go down. This was not supposed to have a track to Broadway at all. Like, they kind of accidentally got there against Disney's will in a weird way. <laughs> it's a 20 years after the mo- uh, movie came out as well? Yes. Uh, kind of, like, ridiculous. Like, this is a flop movie that, honestly most of the time would have maybe a cult following if even that and would Mm. probably just be forgotten about 20 years later but then broadway show out of nowhere yes and not (laughs) just broadway show out of nowhere successful broadway show out of nowhere um so this was alan mankin's baby he got together harvey firestein who also just uh was doing some magic with uh kinky boots previously um, and he real this was always like his big failed thing. He's like, I really want to make it something I'm proud of. And Disney's like, whatever, you're getting the most minimal budget you possibly can and all this other stuff. And <laughs> he- there's go- I'm going to dive into some conspiracy theories by the end of this. Um, mm-hmm. so follow me here. Um, they tried out in La Jolla pretty good, like really, really good. Um, in fact, they were surprised because they didn't really want to do anything. They were just doing this so that because Disney does a lot of things where they put on a show just so they can sell it to their theatrical branches for local productions and schools yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, like they've done with Pinocchio and my son Pinocchio. A lot of Pinocchio, strangely. They have at least two Pinocchio musicals, neither of them particularly good. But Newsies was like, oh, this is a hit. And Jeremy Jordan was in it and he played Jack Kelly. Really good. Jeremy Jordan had a contract to be in Jack, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Frank Wildhorn's Bonnie and Clyde, that same season. And Disney was just like, we're going to make sure that flops so that we can get Jeremy Jordan back and out of that contract and get him into Newsies when we oh, open this on Broadway. 
Yeah. So apparently Disney did a lot of things to undercut Bonnie and Clyde and make sure it had no financial like Was success. Disney in, involved with Bonnie and Clyde or was this in... No. So they were not involved. So it wasn't them un- undercutting their own product. They were sabotaging mm-hmm. someone else's show well, on spe- purpose. Speaking of undercutting your own product, Disney owns a couple theaters um, in downtown uh new york and times square like the new amsterdam and things like that like the lion king theater they own that theater yeah um the nederlander is not a theater they own they thought this would just be a fun limited engagement like you know hey we did a cool little thing um and then get out but then it kept selling out and maintaining financial revenues so they were like well we're making money so why close it (laughs) well it's it was making money even when they closed. How? Here's how. Disney didn't like was frustrated because they couldn't justify closing it because you have the Lion King, which is obviously selling out every night because it's the fucking Lion yeah. King. They had Aladdin, yeah. which is doing surprisingly well as far as they were concerned. And then they had this other theater that they wanted, and I'm pretty sure they shut it down because they wanted Frozen in there. So despite Newsies making all the money in the world, and it was a choice between Hunchback and Frozen, they chose Frozen. And despite making Just a bunch of money, the worst choice imaginable. They shut down Newsies, <laughs> threw Frozen in there. So they shut down a, an already successful and pretty good show. Yeah, that is still making wanted, money. <laughs> still making money, not because they wanted to put in a better show like Hunchback, but because they wanted to put in some trash. Yes, that and they could sell to tourists was literally on the Newsies track because they played out of town in La Jolla. It got really good reviews. It was getting some nice buzz, but then they're like, "Frozen is Frozen, dude." Fuck Frozen, dude. Honestly, <laughs> agreed. Has anything good come out of Frozen like ever? Frozen two. <laughs> if we count that as good, I mean, we were positive about Frozen when we did our Disney Plus cheese episode on it. I think it's okay. Like, I'm 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 being uh, overly negative here, but. Like the the way that Disney has treated it, I think is um, bizarre for the what it actually is, which is kind of a a mid like mediocre to decent product, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't even disagree with that. I think uh, Encanto is significantly better than Frozen in nearly oh, every way, and same with Moana. Absolutely, I think like yeah, Encanto is like leagues better in my opinion. Moana mm. is, I think Moana is like probably a similar level to Frozen, but it's just it's just a more interesting story mm. overall. So, but as far as newsies go, it had a it, it had the anti Disney track despite being a Disney musical. It won all the awards. Um, it got all the attention and it made tons of money. <laughs> and then Disney decided, "Fuck this! We have to put in fucking Frozen." Yeah, because that'll make <laughs> a gangbuster money. And then it didn't. <laughs> they should have just kept fucking newsies in there. Yeah, and it's not like they're against having musicals that run forever. Look at Lion King, look at Lion King's Aladdin. never going to go away. <laughs> but it's not even the first time they've done this. As I brought yeah. up in our fucking uh, Little Mermaid episode, the Beauty and the Beast stage show, the first Broadway show they ever put on Broadway, they shut it down despite making good money to put the Little Mermaid in there, and the Little Mermaid was not good. And they had to close it's, that it's just so fast. Straight up, I think Disney's... Maybe Disney's theater theatrical team, like maybe not the team, but like the upper management or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's making the big decisions, just the most baffling fucking choices ever I all the time, just over and over, it, it, like more so than any other part of Disney. <laughs> it's baffling the choices they make, sincerely. Um, and I don't mean for our Newsies episode where I have the hottest of hot takes that go into, you know, theater politics and weird choices but this is the thing i was most interested about newsies um and when we come into talking about it is this kind of history that's going on in in this kind of money making schemes and let's not pretend that newsies isn't gonna have a life it's so popular in local theaters that pro shot they did of it obviously showed that it has a big fan base but my question is is the show good or do you just find the leads hot well i don't find the leads hot and i think it's pretty good why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? What do you like about it? <laughs> Tell me, like, everything you really like about Newsies. I like the focus of, of it, um, where it doesn't have any, um, like, melodrama, really. It's just, here's the big goal, and the, everything is just about that, you know? I, I like that. I don't like it when it's like, you know, 
Well, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. There's shows that I like that do it, but I don't love shows that are like, here's a bunch of tiny problems with like my family life and my my relationships and blah but blah blah. But they have just, that melodrama, that interpersonal mm, melodrama between one another. Just because yes, it's not family no. by blood. No, no, it's because that's not the focus. You know, it's not like it's not like one of those shows where that's that's all they have. This has. Here's our real goal, though, and like the melodrama gets in the way, but really what we're going for is this, and we have to beat the bad guy. I like that kind of shit, and I like how they did it. It's very it's, simple. It's and simple, it's, black it's, and white, not to make some newspaper opinions, but... It's simple. It, yeah, exactly. You have, you have the evil guy. There's no, there's no shades of gray here, and, and you know what? I, I think it's great how just blatant they are about, like, union's good, guy in charge of company bad. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> and the thing is, the resolution is still like, oh, you get back what you had at the beginning. Good for you. No, they got a bit more in the... They did. Well, in the movie, in the movie, they did get just get back what they had. Yeah. But in the, in the Broadway show, they get a bit more. Although, honestly, these... I, and I, I wanted to tell these people that... He, you shouldn't be buying those newspapers. If you were an employee of this company, they should be giving you the newspapers for free and you just sell them. What the fuck? What is going on here? <laughs> Supply and demand, baby! Does a salesperson buy the product that they're going to sell? Uh, it's, it's functioning more like a, uh, like a retailer for selling to stores. But children are not stores. <laughs> you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Put that on the t-shirt. Children are not stores. All right. Well, I mean, it's a step forward, though. I mean, the 1930s or whatever the fuck this is supposed to take place. 1800s. 1850s. I don't even fucking know. Everything was terrible, obviously. So Everything was <laughs> terrible. Do you know anything about William Randolph Hearst? I don't know that much, but I'm I'm just going to take a wild guess. He's probably a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, would you know it? <laughs> um, if you've seen Citizen Kane, you know the broad strokes. I haven't. I didn't go to film school. <laughs> Citizen Kane is fucking great. Um, not to not I'm to sure have is, the hardcore opinions here. You know the the harsh takes. The interesting thing about Hearst is Hearst hated the fact that he was being made fun of so much that he buried the movie for like 10 15 years <laughs> and said that any theater that played it would no longer get ads in his newspapers like gets good shit that's how you know that's a good movie yeah it's because it pissed off the establishment look i bullying rich people is a necessary it's ethically good. good you should do it elon musk should feel like shit every day Make fun of his tiny penis and his balding Make head. Make fun of his tiny penis. Find pictures of it and send them to him. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's going to talk about getting the guillotines out next. <laughs> now Newsies. is the time to seize the day. Shop. <laughs> neighbor to neighbor. Now I'm the king of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Self-elected King Andrew DeWolf coming in to take over the 1%. Newsies is pretty sick. What a good show. <laughs> it's also, just fine. It's just fun. I don't know. Like they're just having fun, and that's that's. I like that. I guess, but I'm so bored for most of its runtime. That's because you hate fun. You want them to be depressed and talking about. I how want steaks. They they just turned forty, and it's so sad. <laughs> and and we're thinking about a divorce, but we can't do it for the kid, you know. And and oh my goodness, I've been. <laughs> going to therapy and it's just not feeling great you know you know and it's what? just like you know maybe sometimes we just want to watch people dance jess okay you know <laughs> i don't even need that much i liked in the movie that we got to see the other kids parents and that they exist and they had dinner and it's a good like thematic comparison to how jack lives his life yeah i know that's good yeah i thought i thought you didn't like the movie either no i like the movie fine i liked it better than the stage show so you just want them to add a scene where they go to meet the family? No, there's a lot of little things that make that movie better than the stage show. Okay, name them. Let's go. What do you got? I think the fact that they look like newsboys puts them at a little bit of a more kind of um, weaker stance. Like, there is a bigger dichotomy between the big businessmen and these little kids, like, running them out of town. I know it's I a agree big, with that. That's actually, that's good. A but big I think, Nickelodeon, I like, a, kids rule thing, but yeah. I think that's a limitation of the Broadway format. I'm not sure you could get that many kids. Like, what the fuck? Have you seen Annie? I, I hope not. 
Isn't Annie just like one kid? And- <laughs> they got an orphanage full of them. They sing hard knock life and do backflips and stuff. Okay, well, you know, that sounds like child labor. I think we should shut Annie down. They should unionize. I think the cinematography is actually very, very good in the movie, and it's visually, it has a kinetic energy that makes the dance sequences much more engaging. And just the scale of things, like when the trolley strikers set the the trolleys on fire and all that, like, it feels very dangerous and feels very scary, like, and they set up our villain characters pretty early on and make them a threat instead of making them, like, almost visual, like, like people that are the same age as our leads. Like, just having those coppers next to these kids, like the little crippled boy and all that, like, it just feels so much more threatening. It feels like a much more rich and engaging thing. And also, they got rid of the stupid love story. Um... So it's more about Jack and his boys. I agree 100% with that. The love story just gets in the way. And honestly, it's kind of just weird. I think also the Broadway show having... So in, in the movie, there's a reporter character. Played who by Bill is Pullman. The, the only person who's willing to report on the strikes. And e- even he is not allowed to, basically. They replace him with Pul- uh, Pulitzer's daughter. Yeah. Who becomes the only reporter that's willing to do it, which to me feels like a we need a rich person to save us. Yeah, a little bit. And it also feels (laughs) strangely since they're pretty nebulous about how old the newsboys are and how old she is, considering that she has a full time job. There's a little bit of an iffy territory that we're playing with here. Considering she falls in love with one of the paper boys. Yeah. That piece does not add anything to the narrative in my... Like, they kind of... No, it doesn't. Half-ass give Jack Kelly a romantic thing and, like, the boy's little sister, the other boy. Yeah, which is also... That's, like, the worst part of the movie, too. Yeah, but it's so quick and so brief and so fast that I'm like, okay, whatever. And she feels very age-appropriate. She's, like, a 15-year-old This added character in the show, they do give, like, her own number and... She does a little tap dance because, you know, we need a 19 minute tap break for everyone. And it's just like she is kind of pointless. I mean, I still think that uh, the Broadway show does a pretty good job of translating the movie, but I feel like you could have just done it one to one. You know, the movie was already two hours, isn't it? Yeah, but the (laughs) stage show is still just two hours. Yeah. So it's like they cut stuff and then added other stuff. And it's just why not just keep it the same, but add a little bit. Maybe. I maybe it's because the movie was a flop and they felt that they needed to make it work better. Um, I mean, I could see that if your work is like heavily criticized and and you're like, well, I want to try it, but I want to do it better. You're probably not going to just do exactly the same thing again. You know, (laughs) I mean, in some ways you have things like Hunchback where I think that really worked for their translation where here I'm just like, I'm bored. (laughs) I'm real bored. I'm real, really bored. Um, of watching this for a bit. I do want to say that I do like the set design of the stage show a lot. Like, I think it feels big and Broadway scale for something as simple as this. Um, that was Especially knowing that their budget was low. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently their budget wasn't very high. They did a great job with it. Um, I like the, like, um, scaffolding kind of yeah. design they have. That's great. Um, and just the... Just how simple some of it is, where it's like when they're in the uh, refuge, they just have the jail like thing that they stand behind, and like that's it. That's all you really need. Um, so, and I know that I complain about dance breaks. The act one dance break with the final like seize the day number four at the end of the first act. That's really cool. You know, if you like dancing, you'll really like this show. The thing, just you know, there are people that go to like see ballet and like they just love dance. You know, okay. I actually have a wild thing that I discovered about myself comparing the two Newsies versions. I don't like dance on stage very much. I get a little glazed over. I get really engaged with it when it's in movies, though. (laughs) Like the Gene Kelly cinematography of 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 dancing in in that way. I do. I like it. I like because you can get energy and pattern from cinematography but editing too where you can cut into a specific element like bob fosty was really really good about using editing to highlight his dances um and like baz lerman is also very good at this especially in like moulin rouge during the roxanne scene um but 
I find myself very underwhelmed by a lot of dance on stage. I feel like this is something you might need to work on. I, I might need to go to therapy and figure figure myself I, I think, out. Because, I mean, dance on stage is a genre of its own. It's not just a it really musical is. thing. People it do is. go to see shows that are just dance and nothing else. You are um, correct. You are correct. I, um, um, but but you, you, like, you, there's 10 minutes of dance and you have to mention it in the episode. <laughs> how you hated it. I don't hate it! <laughs> I don't hate all dance. So let's go into brief. We got a Ben Brantley here. We do. Um, Andrew, you're gonna have to take take a stab at this. What did Ben Brantley have to say about this show? Back in March uh, of 2012, which I think was just when the, the show ago. officially started. Yep, this was the he wrote this on the official start date. Um, ben Brantley from the New York Times. Since our subject today is newspapers and the people who hawk them. I'm going to ask you to try to imagine a special kind of super tabloid. It would consist of nothing but headlines, all set in extra-large type, all goal-posted with exclamation points and all proclaiming essentially the same thing. Now imagine that tabloid set to music, and you've got Newsies the Musical, which opened on Thursday night at the Nederlander, Nederlander. Nederlander Theater. Uh, this Disney theatrical production's adaptation of the 1992 disney movie musical itself inspired by the new york newsboy strike of 1899 is made up largely of numbers that feel like a blazing banner headline and if none of them quite match the Im okay no and if none of them quite match the immortal panache of the new york post classic headless body in topless bar you have to give their creators points for consistency. I feel like he was framing his entire review around getting that headline in there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if he liked it or not. Um, so far, it's not really clear. I actually kind of agree with what he's saying here. Like the the, it's a very simple, very uh, show. Much. And it, yeah, I mean, I it's it's kind of like a just here's the big headlines, here's the big moments, and it's just that's yeah. I mean, that kind of is true. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm not sure he's saying it's a bad thing. We'll keep reading and find out. <laughs> but first up is Newsies, which makes a bold claim to be the ultimate urchin crowd pleaser. The 1992 movie was, for the record, a flop, but it has an afterlife as a mini cult favorite among home viewers, and this stage adaptation had a successful run last year at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. Okay. Maybe most of the actors playing the title characters, newsboys who dare to stand up to the, the corporate power, led by the most charismatic of their tribe, Jack Kelly, look a wee bit old to qualify as bona fide urchins. Hard agree, Ben Bantley. <laughs> Mr. Feldman's lyrics are spot on, while the melody reminds us just how charming a composer Mr. Mencken who did Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid for Disney can be. It also provides a sorely needed oasis of relief from all that extra, extra enthusiasm. I think he liked it. I still can't fully tell if he liked it or not. I feel you like we're know, missing the conclusion. You know, that's the thing here. about New York Times reviews. You are not supposed to tell a goddamn thing from it. You're supposed to read, enjoy the stupid poeticism, and then uh, um, cry, because I don't understand what I just read. I think Imagine he's if sort you were of, an actor in it. I think he's sort of mixed on it, but probably overall likes it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a glowing review, but it doesn't seem bad. Yeah, um, which is fine. I think that that's that's totally fair. Yeah, this but is a I very know that he simple tends, show. But he <laughs> tends to get the knives out when he really doesn't like something from Disney, um, and we've seen that. And the knives do not seem to be out. Yeah, so I think he mostly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, so does that mean you disagree with Ben Brantley? <laughs> I guess I do. I mean, I agree that the boys look too old. You agree with his nitpick, but that's about it. It, the nitpick gets harder and harder for me. Um, I'd love to see like a proper like you know boys production, like school production of this. I think it would be very interesting. Um, it'd probably be worse than you're imagining. Oh, definitely. Like I'm not <laughs> claiming that the singing in the movie was anything to write home about, but it's charming I, I, because it's kids. I'm kind of okay with it not being kids. I'm gonna be straight. Like kids are kind of bad at doing things a lot of times, <laughs> and. Maybe I'm okay with just pretending that adults are children mm -hmm. so that the singing and dancing doesn't suck ass. I do want to <laughs> give credit where it's due in my own personal anecdotal um, experience. So you know I've worked on a film for the last few months. 
um, four, five, six months of my life. Uh-huh. And I wrote it so that there wouldn't be any minors except for one for one day. And I've dealt with the gamut of actors. That child was the most professional, most talented actor and gave me everything I needed on the first few takes. Um, and I think that's how most kid actors are. So I just wanted to say that uh, kids are better than you'd give them credit for. That may be true, but also kids are, are mostly bad at things. Look at Jake Lloyd in the Star Wars. That's a bad example. Well, not really. He has no <laughs> idea what to do with his arms in any scene. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's, a, that's an interesting one, because yes, he's bad, but the fan base was so mean to him. Oh, for no I'm reason. not defending the fan base, but that does not mean <laughs> he was good. He was bad, but also, guys, stop. He's like a fucking kid, like, Jesus Christ. Blame the people who casted him. Don't blame him. <laughs> okay, there's footage of... Have you ever watched the uh, the Phantom Menace like, full-length documentary of how they made it? Absolutely like a, not. Okay, A, <laughs> it is fascinating. It's where you get every one of those Lucas tidbits. Like It's like poetry. Yeah, it yeah. rhymes. Every bit of that. But you see the moment where they cast Jake Lloyd, and they show the three other boys that were up against him. And you had one kid... And it's down to Jake Lloyd and this other kid. And they show that other kid's audition. And it's like, no, that kid's good. Like, that kid could have done this. <laughs> <laughs> and George Lucas literally is like, I can't pick, you pick. And just throws it on another guy. <laughs> and the other guy's like, I'm thinking Jake. <laughs> and then they just cut to Jake Lloyd signing the contract. <laughs> that I think is the funniest thing on the planet. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. And Dude, they George did, Lucas is like the fucking worst. Holy shit. And they did an entire documentary about what that other kid's life was like. <laughs> about how he's like, I dodged a bullet there, didn't I? <laughs> shit. Yeah, apparently, because I mean Jake Lloyd did not uh He's in prison did not now. Have a good time. Is he really? Oh man. Yeah, he has borderline personality disorder and drove a car down the wrong side of a road uh for a very long time, enough to get a very long time in prison, so I hope he's getting the help that he needs. You know what? I, I honestly, I feel like it's probably caused by the shit that he had to get from the fucking fans. 100%. I mean, they, they just straight up bullied that guy for years as a child. <laughs> um, and even the kid that didn't get cast as Anakin, but was almost cast as Anakin, got it too. He didn't even do anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he volatile. Wasn't in the, movie. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that documentary came out. It was like one of the first like documentaries on a DVD. Um, and you got to see him audition and lose. Yeah, and so why would you bully him? At least with Jake Lloyd, you can be like, he ruined the movie. Which I mean it's bullshit, obviously, and, and like, you no. know, I don't agree with that. I think the script ruined the movie. <laughs> there is a version of that movie with Jake Lloyd in it that could have worked really well. In my opinion. You're probably right. I mean, the script was... It's fucking dog shit. Are we really gonna <laughs> ignore the Jar Jar in the room? Yeah, it's like, you're gonna say... You're gonna tell me Jake Lloyd ruined the movie when Jar Jar is right there? <laughs> or... <laughs> or Qui Gon Jinn. Or how about the fact that it's just boring as shit? Like, they and just a little go bit to this, racist. They go to the sand planet, and then they stay there for like a fucking hour and a half, and you're just like... And With then the you're supposed race, to wake up... the pod race, Andrew! The pod race is so cool! <laughs> It's not, though. Oh, whatever. The pod race <laughs> might be one of the most boring sequences ever put to film. And I'm sick of people defending it. There's no stakes whatsoever. People defend it because there was like a couple video games that came out that were pretty decent based on the pod race. But like the movie scene is boring as shit. <laughs> I will say, if I'm going to be any positive about the pod race, it does look good despite being 30 years out. Like it still looks better than a lot of blockbusters today. Just visually alone. Well, I think blockbusters today are just starting to look worse and worse. They do, but The Phantom Menace looks really good, all things considered, for a film almost 30 years old. I think back then, and people talk about, like, 90s CGI and, like, Jurassic Park looks so good still. How did they do it? Right. And it's just like, I think that back then they actually had to think about what they can do and the limitations and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Whereas now, you just make The Flash and you're like, we can have Batman <laughs> jump. 50 billion feet in the air and he just falls and we could just do it. You just put him on the green screen and then like it looks like ass. It just looks like complete shit. <laughs> it just is remarkable how garbage green or films look today. Um, 
you know the only thing that tends to look good anymore? Animated films. What's I it? just saw Spider-Verse well, yeah, last night. And I I'm saw like, Spider-Verse on Tuesday. It's so fucking good. It looks incredible. <laughs> Even the most annoying audience in the world could not ruin me the experience of watching Spider-Verse. A bitch brought a fucking laptop and was tippity-typing away the entire time in the movie. And it still didn't ruin it. I want to go see it again. It's so fucking good. I do too. Um, um, straight up, and I've seen the original one like four times as well. It's like, it's just so fucking good. Yeah, but your biggest complaint with this new one has to be that there's no kingpin. Yeah, I mean, that is true. And I really do hope he comes back in the next one. Uh, but <laughs> Fuck, animation just looks amazing at times, whereas live action has just been on a full decline and looks worse and worse and worse. Yeah, like Puss in Boots looks incredible. Yeah, Puss in Boots is great. Not as good as Into the Spider-Verse or whatever. No, but, but it's a oh, different still kind really of... fucking good. Really good. <laughs> the bad guys looked very good. And then Disney is kind of stuck in this tract of just the Frozen look. Yeah. Which, honestly, though, I still would rather watch that than, like, modern Marvel or DC oh, movies, God yeah. forbid. <laughs> God, like, The Flash looks so bad. It looks so bad. So, fun fact, I got free tickets to see The Flash, and then I still didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even blame you. Like, why would you go? Like, honestly, it's like, I, that's, that's like three hours I could do something else with. <laughs> It was literally just like, I would rather do nothing than this. I could be at home playing video games and have a and better every time. every bit of information I hear about it sounds terrible. I, I'm just like, uh, why the fuck did uh, Michael Keaton agree to be in this? Money. I, it is. Obviously it is. And they have him say his... Uh, you want to get nuts? Unquote, Let's get that's nuts. Not his, that's not a catchphrase. He, he says said that to once. the Joker, right? He says that to the Joker because the Joker is nuts. Like, that's the, the thing. In the context of the just... movie, it doesn't even make sense. Like, Not we, really. We, but... we reference it as a meme because it's a weird thing that happened. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. It's like the Blade quote. Uh, can we get Blade to come back? And he just says, some motherfuckers are always trying to <laughs> skate uphill. <laughs> some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> uh, you know what we gotta bring storm back and have her say you know what happens to a toad when it's electrocuted the same thing that happens to everything else you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning the same thing that happens to everything else <laughs> just bring get, back like, the worst line. Just a, a movie with all three of them, and they just say those lines, and that's Oh, it. we gotta bring back George Clooney Batman to say, this is why Superman works alone. A bat credit card? Never leave the cave without it. <laughs> okay. Okay. On that mid note, show. how about we go into a mid-show, and then we talk about some of these songs. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Go to Patreon. We got commentary stuff. We got extra podcast episodes. You know, just all sorts of shit over there. Just check it out. And it also just helps support us if you want to. Um, our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennix, Justice Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, Jean Vanals, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes, Thesbian, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Chris Marcote, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Leela, RJ Nariga, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy the Adequate Amount Jacobson, Layana Morton, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofina Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Eliza Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Den Blaker, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Marasso, Mara Forloin, Captain Rodtastic, Lisa L, Nobody, Nick Roten, Puffy Boy, Summer, Julia Hardy, Jay Kusia, and Caitlin Bridgman. These all give us a little financial support that helps to keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. And I do want to say, um, we did get a new patron while recording this. <laughs> um, and oh, I want to add well, let's just add them to the list. Go and ahead. Sydney Hicks. All right, thank you. Um, they give us support and helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. Sometimes, literally, 
Um, please come out and support us. Keep keep this show going. Um, we are going to be a little bit more consistent with stuff we get out there soon. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right, songs. We got quite a few songs to talk about. We do. Um, some of these songs are quite long, and I mean, a lot of it is because almost every song does have a dance break. It does. Not all, but a lot of them do. I'd say more um, than don't. It's probably about 60%, yeah, which is more than don't. <laughs> I yeah. like the opening number, Carrying the Banner. I smell money, you smell foul. Met this girl last night, and move your elbow past the towel for a buck I'm mine. Need a fine life, carrying the banner through it all. A mighty fine life, carrying the banner top and tall. Every morning. Carrying the banner, yeah, that that is a good one. I like it in both versions. Um, I just like that. Hey, that's my cigar. Is like the first lyrics. <laughs> or you could steal another one. <laughs> um, in in the Broadway show, they sing Santa Fe before it, though, don't they? Yes, they do. Which I think personally is a strange choice that I don't really agree I with. I don't love it. Um, I know we're trying to set up our lead characters early and their goals very clearly, but, you know, I I love the reveal of Christian Bale in the movie where we set up all these other kids and then the one that won't get up is Christian Bale. Like, yeah, that really and he's also the best arc. one at it. Yeah. Carrying the banner, though, that is a, a very good number. I mm. love all the, uh, all the kids get their own little lines and, and interactions, uh, and it sets up everybody pretty well. They set it up, and they also set up the language for the movie, or for the, both the movie and the show, where it's like, we're going to use some weird terminology, and we're going to set them up, and we're going to talk all weird and funky. We're all going to talk like we're in West Side Story, the Spielberg one. The only thing I fucking hate is papes. Um, we got I, the papes. I, I, I understand why they would say it that way, but it just bothers me, and they say it way too much. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I, I that is a nitpick, though. It is a nitpick. I'm not not uh, not saying that's a real critique. <laughs> the, the thing is, a lot of the a lot of Act One is just kind of like you know wheel spitting to get to the point. All right, the world will know. When the circulation bell starts ringing, will we hear it? No! What if the Delancey's come out swinging, will we hear it? No! When you got a hundred voices singing, who can hear a lousy whistle blow? And the world will know that this ain't no game. That we got a ton of rotten fruit and I feel like this is the first one that's like a bang banger, you know? Like, yeah, that is damn. the first one where it's like, you play this while you're working out. Yeah, this is a good one. The world will know. I love the, um, it's not, is it, maybe it is a pun. I don't know if, what it's called, but where it's like the world is the newspaper, the yeah. world, but also it's kind of more just the world in general as well. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's like a it's synecdoche, fun. but also kind of real. Like, I, I get what you mean. It's wordplay, definitely. Yeah, it's like, it's literal, but not literal. It, it's fun. I, I like that. Um, and just just a really fun song. Uh, a little dark, really, a little bit more like, you know, edgy. But it gets you going, you know? You're with them. You're with them. <laughs> yeah, you are one of the newsies in that moment. And uh, the world will know. Um, that being said, I do want to talk a little bit about Seize the Day, which is another fucking banger. And 
Nothing can break us, no one can make us give our rights away. Arise and seize the day. Now is the time to seize the day. Now is the time to seize the day. Send out the call and join the fray. Send out the call and join the fray. Rocks will be riding if we're united. Let us seize the day. They're kind of like back to back in a way. They too. are, and almost feel like they cancel each other out. Is the problem like really? Feel, what, what makes you say that? Like, they have very similar energies, very similar builds, and very similar goals within the story. Okay, I thought you were trying to say that they were, like, opposites of each other. I was like, I, no. if anything, I think they're kind of redundant, yes. and I think you're you're actually kind of agreeing with that, so. <laughs> Where it's like, maybe we should have picked one or the other, but the thing is, they both fuck, so why cut one? Yeah, but that's, I, again, this is like... This is such a simple and enjoyable show to just, like, chill and watch, because... You don't have to think at all. There's two songs back to back about the same exact thing. They're both great songs and you don't have to think about it. <laughs> I will say Seize the Day probably has a little bit more of like upbeat where the world will know is more like triumphant or Seize the Day feels more like a classic Disney song. Like now is the time to seize the day. You can hear like the pop band doing a cover of that. I, I think they're both great though. And it, it again, they're kind of redundant, but it sort of just fits the tone of the show with just how simplistic a lot of the, the themes are where it's just like, yeah, it's about they're striking and both of these songs are about the fact that they're striking. And want to yeah. know my favorite <laughs> part of it though. What's that? When the singing newsies leave. So the dancing newsies can come out and dance and none of the leads are part of the dancing newsies. <laughs> we get well, the newsy army. And sing, you can't dance that well and sing at the same time. Come on. I, I you think you want all these, all these people to be triple threats. <laughs> it's like in the Phantom of the Opera where they put Christine in the back row because she's hired for her singing and can't do the ballet pieces for the beginning part. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about Santa Fe a yes. little bit. Let me go far away Somewhere they won't never find me And tomorrow won't remind me of today the city's finally sleeping and the moon looks old and gray I get on the train that's bound for Santa Fe What is up with Broadway specifically or New York based musicals really wanting characters to go to Santa Fe? You got this I want to see an arrangement or a mashup between this and open up a restaurant in Santa Fe from Rent and mix them together <laughs> Someone's what is so appealing had about to have Santa done Fe, that, right? You know, it, and they say it even, but what what does Santa Fe have other than like tarantulas and scorpions? <laughs> <laughs> it has the word Santa in it. It, it I, it, you understand what they're going for, but this song just feels awkward. Where it's like, why is this character's goal to go to fucking Santa Fe? You know? Okay, I, I'm starting to see. Uh, I'm connecting dots in my head. So. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. We've got. This musical, directed by Kenny Ortega, takes place in New York. They dream about Santa Fe, right? Yes. Do you remember what, uh, where the high school musical films take place in? Is it fucking Santa Fe? It's it is not. New Mexico, Albuquerque. It New is Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, Albuquerque. That it's a Breaking Bad. That's why we were. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's we not were... why we were talking about Breaking <laughs> no, Bad. But that would have made we'll sense. We'll pretend but... it was. We'll pretend it was. But, like, maybe just Kenny Ortega romanticizes Albuquerque or New Mexico in general. And there's also another Broadway song called New Mexico. There's, like, some... They really, really are like, let's go to Santa Fe. Let's go to New Mexico. Is that just where New Yorkers wish they were? I think that they maybe think that it's something it's not. As far as I've heard, New Mexico is not great. Like, a lot of those cities are just, like, um, suburbs built with around dirt. And just <laughs> from what I've seen in Breaking Bad, it looks depressing. Oh, it looks horrible. Like even some of their houses that look sort of nice, it's like you look in the background and it's just this fucking wasteland. It's like, <laughs> why would you want to live here? <laughs> but you know, the song is pretty good. The songs, the song is fine. Uh, King of New York, 
Another banger, in my Another opinion. Another banger, great act one, or act two opener. <laughs> That's what's so great about New York. Yeah. <laughs> a pair of new shoes with matching laces. A permanent box at the Sheep's Head Races. A porcelain tub with boiling water. A Saturday night with the mayor's daughter. Look at me, I'm the king of New York. Suddenly... I'm respectable, staring right at your lousy witch stature. Nothing with all the muckety mucks. I'm blowing my dough and going deluxe. Then dare I be? Ain't I pretty? It's, it's my, my city. I'm the king of New York. A lot of dancing. Doesn't add much, but still fun. Here's the problem. In Act two, also not much happening. The the point we get to a point where it's mostly a reprise and. Yeah. I, that, that, I think King of New York is the last one that I even care to discuss. <laughs> I, I there's can't just there's disagree. not really much else here. Um, I mean, I like the music is good. Like, I mean, it's it's Alan Menken, yeah, right? Like, very uh, talented composer. Uh, none of these songs are bad. No, but it's just this 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 show in particular has a couple very good songs, and they kind of repeat themselves a little bit and go on for a while. <laughs> well, that being said, why don't we move on to our Alan Menken ranking? Um, because we did pick this up um, last time we covered uh, Sister Act, and you ranked all of them. Um, remind That's true. Ev- everyone what your ranking is right now, because you go with the A, B, C, D tier list. Yes, yeah, so we have A, B, C, D. Um, a is the best, D is the worst. These are ranked within themselves, so the only thing that matters is the show's on the list. This isn't like A tier means it's equally good to the best show ever made or something like that. It's just the show's on the list. Although I will say this this particular list is fucking stacked. Um, <laughs> he, he's done a lot of great work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even the stuff that's in like C tier here is actually not that bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, so A, A tier I put in, uh, we have Little Shop of Horrors, um, Beauty and the Beast and Hunchback, which fucking phenomenal shit mm-hmm. uh b we have uh mr is it mr rosewater I, yeah I god bless you mr called. rosewater god bless you mr rosewater which is a pretty fun one uh the little mermaid and tangled which honestly all three of those also fucking very good uh in c tier uh gallivant christmas carol and sister act none of those are really that bad it's just uh I don't think they stack up quite as well to the other <laughs> ones above it. Um, D tier is probably the only one that I think is like not that good, and that's Home on the Range. Um, although, and you are still pretty defender. Like, not that bad. It's really not that bad. Not as bad as everyone <laughs> makes it sound like it is. Listen to our episode. They talk about it like it's the worst thing that Disney has ever made in the fucking existence. It's just like this is like a mediocre movie. It's and some of the songs are actually pretty fun. I don't know. <laughs> I know please, pretty as but now the question where does newsies go and also yeah. am i ranking the broadway show or the movie or just both. kind of a general both general mix of both where like i both? feel like yeah if like if they're about the same for you put them together if they're different put them where they be i think that they're like there's some differences but i think i enjoyed them both about the same so i'm gonna probably just rank them one time here i gotta go with with B tier, and it's probably going to be a little bit above Little Mermaid. I'm going to put Newsies right in the B tier, which, again, perfectly respectable on this list. Uh, <laughs> this is not saying it's bad in any way. Um, personally, I actually really enjoyed both the movie and the show. Uh, so I'm going to put it in, uh, in B tier. All right. Um, What's your I, thoughts, Jess? I struggle with Newsies. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you put this below Home on the Range? I wouldn't put it below Home on the Range. Um, Would you put it below Sister Act? I wouldn't put it below Sister Act. See, that's where I, I, I still am getting like I struggle. I struggle more than I dislike. I th- what's the highest one in C tier? I think I put Gallivant at the top of C. I put it below. What's after Gallivant? Christmas Carol. What's after Christmas Carol? Sister Act. I put it between Christmas Carol and Sister Act. You are a wild one. And that's where the stage show goes. Um, I would put the movie above Galvin. <laughs> would it make it into B tier or does it stay in C? I think it would make it into B, like right below Tangled. Okay. I think that that's, that makes sense. Because I like the movie a lot more than I expected to. Um, I felt like it was, it bothers me that a film that competent, that well made, that obviously like love and 
was put into the stitches of it flopped and got such a bad critical reaction. And then half made films like The Flash and The Suicide Squad comes out nowadays and it's just like, guess we're going to eat up this slop. It's just, I feel like it's just a different time. I think times are, are sort of changing though. I feel like people are starting to look for actual good movies again. I'm seeing that more too, like with the success of Everything Everywhere All at Once and Puss in Boots 2 and, and John Into Wick the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. All those doing like, well, but things like The Flash looks like it's going to flop. And Guardians good. 3, I mean, obviously. Guardians 3 was good. Like in Guardians 3 is a Marvel movie, but it's just like, a this is movie. a movie that they put, you have to put a little more effort in, like just a little bit more effort, not even like a ton more. Like just put some love. <laughs> Just show me that you gave a shit beyond just how much uh, of our, how many of our properties can we put into this movie? I cannot wait for my film to come out and everyone to throw my same criticisms back at the shit I make and be like, eat your words, you stupid piece of shit. No one is going to do that, Jess. The worst case scenario for your movie is no one will watch it. That, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the worst case scenario is no one watches it. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? You will. <laughs> and look, you know, I released an album and no one listened to it. I so. listened to it. With you and 30 people. <laughs> I was one of those 30 people and I loved that album. So what are our overall thoughts and our cheese ratings? That is a good question. Um, I don't like Newsies. I like the movie better. That doesn't mean I love the movie. Um, I don't know if this was 250 episodes worthy, um, but I know that people have been asking for this. There is one person in our reviews that keeps saying, when are you covering Newsies? They said they'd do it soon, but then it's two years later. When are you guys doing Newsies? So we did it. Hope it didn't disappoint. This is one of the rare episodes where I'm more positive than you, so I think everyone will like it. Maybe. Maybe this will live up to the 250th episode. Um, wait till 300, guys. It'll be a banger. I have no idea what we're it gonna would cover, be. We're going to cover 300, the musical, by Zack Snyder. <laughs> 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 no shit, I think Zack Snyder would direct a good musical. He might, but it would probably be about, like, a, a libertarian strongman or some shit. Oh, it would be. It would be like the Incredibles musical or something. Oh, that'd be actually really good, though. Hang on, I'm calling Zack. Um, my, I'm giving two cheese ratings here. Um, okay. I'm gonna give um, the movie Parmesan, and I am going to be giving the stage show Age Parmesan, which is one of the rare cheese that tastes worse aged, but it still has like all the nutritional value, but you just is worse. That's I mean, it's good for your opinion of it. My thoughts uh, is I actually think it's a ton of fun. I really enjoyed watching both. Um, I can never look at Christian Bale and not see Patrick Bateman, but that's okay. What about um, Patrick Batman? I can kind of see both, but honestly, Bateman is a more uh, iconic character for me. I, I don't really, I don't necessarily think of Christian Bale as Batman. I think of him as Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Who do you think of as Batman when you think Batman actor first actually comes into your mind? Ben Affleck? No, definitely not. I've never even seen one of those. Um, honestly, I probably think of George Clooney because <laughs> of the memes. That's fair. <laughs> I, I knew there would be a good reason. I was just waiting. Edge of the seat. Uh, and I'm, I've seen Batman and Robin like two times. It's fucking funny as hell. <laughs> Batman and Robin is a fun watch. Batman Forever is a miserable watch. I feel like that gets a free pass. If people give it a free pass because it's technically not as bad as Batman and Robin, but it's like, it's also not as fun. Yeah, it's not as fun as Batman and Robin either. It's just kind of shit. <laughs> and then you've got Batman Returns on the other side where it's actually good and fucking entertaining. Batman Returns is the best Batman movie. That one's great, but for some reason, I just don't think of Michael Keaton when I think of well, Batman. Well, no, there's so many why. other things in that movie <laughs> than Batman. Yeah. Okay, so as far as a cheese rating, I'm yeah. going to give it a Polio Cheese. Um, and Polio is a uh, company that makes cheese that was founded in 1899, the same year as the Newsboy Strikes. I see what you did there, and it's pretty clever. Um, all right, is there anything else you have left to say, Andrew? I hope you enjoyed all 250 of our fucking episodes. And I, if Lord. you haven't listened to all 249 before this, the plot of this episode just won't make sense. It just won't make sense. Um, so you got to go back and start at episode 100 and ignore the first 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got 150 episodes of good content here and then 100 episodes of not good content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, they, and, 
in 200 more episodes, we'll be telling you about how you need to start on episode 250. <laughs> you know, this is a good jumping on point for, for the newbies. <laughs> for the newsies. <laughs> Speaking of newsies, you know who else is desperately trying to unionize from us? Our patrons. That's correct. Thank you guys we for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals of Cheese. On Twitter at Cheesy Musicals, Patreon Musicals of Cheese, Instagram Musicals of Cheese, YouTube page Musicals of Cheese, Patreon my Podcast, Patreon of Cheese, me and Andrew are getting some cool shit going on there soon. Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. Here is some ASMR for you, Juliet. Let's seize the day. This show is edited by Andrew DeWolf, and isn't he doing a fantastic job? Let's all give him a hand. Oh no, only the cricket clap. Oh, well. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for doing so so many injustices to the Newsies. Um, they'll survive. All right, Andrew, anything else you have left to say? No. <laughs> Seize the day, boy. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. <laughs> Santa Fe, my old friend, I can't spend my whole life dreaming, though I know that's all I seem inclined to do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.